what is going on libertarian world out there in the facebook youtube metaverse whatever i'm your host today will sadly i am your only host today because bootleg had other things going on we weren't as important as him tonight but i told him that he's covered me like countless times because i am hardly ever or ever here on time or here at all so you've got me tonight and luckily we have a guest so you don't just have to listen to me talk the entire time but you do have to listen to me read about ads. So you can find the Not A Real Libertarian podcast on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. You might not find us on Facebook forever, so keep that in mind. Hopefully you will find us on Twitter forever once Elon Musk buys it. Also, you need to go to James Toller for Kentucky.com. No, no, no. That's Toller4KY.com. Toller4KY.com. People over politics. He's running for state house. We support him. You should too. Chris Bai, running for Alaska's only congressional seat. Uh, Chris is awesome. He's an average guy who has a lot of passion about making the world a better place. You can find him at itstimealaska.com. And our friends at Greasy Porcupine Mobile Auto Repair Service, Alex Flores. He's a great guy. You pay what you uh, can afford to pay. It's affordable pricing. Very cool business model. We also have like nataliebruno.com. Natalie filed for the governor race today here in Oklahoma. And of course, she is the only candidate so far that this podcast has officially endorsed. So that's kind of a big deal. You can also go to notarealpodcast.com and find our merchandise on proudlibertarian.com, searching not a real libertarian. And lastly, redemptiontactical.com, where you can buy ballistic face masks to prevent you from getting your head exploded in the coming post-apocalyptic war. But thank you, Jenny, for posting the link in the comment. So if you guys want to go to that website, you don't have to sit there and copy it from our banner. But without further ado, I'd like to bring our guest on today. His name is Matt Whitlock. He is from Hartford County, Maryland, where he grew up and is now running for his county council. Um, He is a libertarian, we've confirmed. So he's not a real libertarian. So, Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Very welcome here, man. Thank you for being here. Tell me a little bit about what's going on in Hartford County and what made you want to get involved in politics there. Because I don't know if you know, man, but politics is a crap business, terrible one. Oh, I know it is. I just don't like how the direction the county's going is catering to all these developers, wasteful spending. Okay, it's just a mess. So tell me about tell me about the direction. What are what's going on with the wasteful developers? Well, the county wants to have more warehouses. They don't care for people, where the warehouses are going. But as of right now, in my, and there's a town in my district called Perryman. They want to build five warehouses right behind people's backyards. And huh. people don't want it. So okay. what the people don't want, they shouldn't, the warehouses should not be there at all. Okay. So is the is the county um, paying for the warehouses to be built? It's a private sale of the landowner. Okay. But do the land the landowner does have his right to sell? Of course he does. Uh-huh. But he should know it's not best for the area because there's That's a true. lot of safety issues over there. The people don't want it. I've okay. I've been to Perryman several times. Not. A good idea for the warehouses. So let's and, let's bring this around to kind of a philosophical debate, if you don't mind. Um, so mm-hmm. 
let's say let's say this like in what you know in your backyard let's say somebody wants to put a billboard up uh right behind your backyard you own to the fence line they want to put a billboard um in in that space clearly now that kind of changes the dynamic of your yard but do you think um as a libertarian that the person who owns land on the other side of that should be able to own it um to that point or do you think that's an infringement on your on your property no, not at all. Of course, they should be able to do what they want with it. Okay. So what do you feel like is different about, about this? There's a lot of different things that could go into this because in Perryman, there's 30% of the water supply that comes from there for the county. If that gets oh, okay. contaminated, that could cause a big problem. True. There's also a lot of wildlife that's over there protected. If you destroy the wildlife over there, the ecosystem over there, what's going to happen with all the wildlife and stuff? That's true. So do you know what kind of warehouses they're trying to put in? Industrial. I don't know. It could be hazardous and other stuff. There's Amazon already over there, Rite Aid and all kinds of warehouses on the outside. of it. Gotcha. So they want to okay. build more warehouses inside. Okay. Interesting. Well, what else, what else is going on in Hartford County that's got you passionate and that you're uh, looking to change? The education system is horrible. Public school needs to have a complete overhaul of a lot of wasteful spending. Okay. That's yeah, tell me Everywhere, about it. basically. Really? Everyone, everyone's yeah. just wasteful in Hartford? Seems like they're wasteful everywhere. Okay. And the teacher's so, salaries are pissed poor as well. Do you know what they are? It is 47000 a year for a teacher. I think that's still a little, a little more than Oklahoma. A little. Okay. And I would so, actually have a merit-based salary rate increase as well. I would also push forward a bill possibly for a 61000 okay increase as well. So would that be for the – I love that idea, by the way, for the merit-based raises. So would you do that um, – would everybody I'm still working on that plan as well. Okay. I'm still working on so that So hypothetically, plan. okay. But, but even yeah. without that, would you give everybody a raise in general? It's a possibility. It all depends on the test scores of the kids and everything else that's in there. Gotcha. Okay. So um, 93,000 Montgomery County, Maryland. So is Montgomery County a lot more uh, affluent, I'm assuming? A lot wealthier? A lot more people are over there, yeah. Yes. A lot more people. Okay. Yeah. And, Jamie, yes. we caught a ban on the YouTubes. Yeah, unfortunately. Can't be on YouTube How do you anymore, guys do but... that? <laughs> Oh, uh, just shit. No telling, man. We pretty much cuss like sailors on here most of the time, and we've pretty much talked about overthrowing the government a time or two, so there's really I've been no reason we should still be on it. Yeah. Well, we have a good time, at least. We always have fun with it. But, I okay, always enjoy interesting. watching you and bootleg. Uh, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you yeah. watching. So what? Uh, how would you get revenue for the teacher raises, the ones that are not going to be merit-based, just to, to get to that, that first level? I would put, I would open an investigation into what's needed and what's needed, and if it's not needed for the county, and look at the school budget. You eliminate the wasteful spending. You look at it and put it over there. Do you know what one of the most wasteful, or interestingly, I don't know if I can say the most wasteful, but where a lot of money goes in school districts is administrators, because you know administrators make yes. at least twice as much as teachers <laughs> typically do. And a lot of schools have a lot of them for like discipline and stuff. Um, do you think you could maybe like adjust that kind of model or 
And what would you do differently in that regard? It's a, it's a possibility. Okay. 42 to 48% of the budget in Harvard County is right to education. Okay. Which kind of, kind of makes sense because counties pr- pretty much don't do a whole lot else. I mean, they probably got some roads and some water and sewage and stuff like that. But um, education horrible is probably a big roads. part of the property taxes. Are they, are they horrible? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Okay. So you got a lot of work to do, man. Yes, I do. So how are you? And I won't how be are you paid for it. Yes. Sign waving, okay. door knocking, mailers. Okay. Have you already got started on all that? Not yet, but I have campaign signs coming in next week. Heck yeah, man. Do you know can you show us what they look like? I sent bootleg them. I don't have it with me. I Damn. do. I just I don't know how to put it up on the screen. Too bad. It looks like he okay. would be joining sometime later. Well, I think initially he thought so, but he said he had to close his shop. So we'll see. We might expect him. He might he might just show up randomly, but no promises at all. But that would be cool. But um, okay. I do have the pictures man. on my profile page if anyone wants to see the signs. Yeah, no, we're going to go to it. That's what All we right. do here. We have a thing, the screen share technology. It's crazy. Yeah. I can just basically show you any website in the world. I'm going to add some more up there way. as well. W-H-I-T-L-O-C-K? Two T's? Yeah. Yeah. Come again? Oh, there we go. I got you. Okay. All right. Is this it? Okay, black and yellow? Yeah. Okay, I got you, sir. This is a very nice-looking campaign sign, I got to say. Wow. Okay. The voice of Hartford of County that. Citizens. That's awesome. I like the anarcho-capitalist take. Are you an anarcho-capitalist, or do you consider yourself one? It depends. So, depends on what? What's your definition of it? Well, I would say my definition of anarcho-capitalism is that um, basically if you could define a perfect world and a utopia, then your utopia would not include government in it. There you go. Okay, that is that is what you believe in? Mm-hmm. Less yeah. government. So how do you, you know, because there's kind of this like libertarian philosophical argument about this, you know, minarchists versus anarchists and what role we see politics serving in that process. So do you believe um, that politics is like the proper way to try to achieve those goals? There's many ways you can do it. It's not just politics. You can get involved by grassroots and everything else, protests and all that stuff. Okay. Protests and stuff. I like that a lot. Um yeah, is is you? Can you center your camera a little more? Yeah. Or is my piece of crap laptop? That's is cool, that better. Man. That's a little better for sure. It's no, it's no problem at all. We're glad to have you. Um, uh, hold on, got, we got to read the comments. <clears throat> Maybe an appearance by not Dale Darnell. We will see. Yeah, have you asked Bootleg to come out and campaign for you yet? We're working on that. Okay. So how did you get involved in libertarianism, and how did you become a libertarian? I just had more friends in the libertarian party, so to say, and my views didn't really line up to the corrupt Republican Party, even though I have a whole bunch of friends in the Republican Party still. They just, in this state alone, they like the corruption and everything else. So that's not me. Okay, yeah. 
that's fair. So what was some of the corruption that you saw in local government that you, um, yeah, had a problem with? <clears throat> they would not support the candidate they should be. And uh, the corruption, they would get a lot of kickbacks from developers and everything else, do a lot of illegal activity with drugs really? and everything else. Yes. Really? Like what kind of, what kind of drugs? You got dirt on go, county I, council members yes. doing drugs. We got to talk I can't about go, this. I can't go into any other details. What? So yeah, you can go into other details. This is a podcast. We're here to entertain mm -hmm. people, not, not you know, be saints. No, you can't tell us. I want, this is scandalous, man. I mean, don't slander anybody if it's not true. But if you've got the real dirt, you got the dirt. I don't know. There's a lot of dirt on different people that I got. Okay. I'm still verifying all the information. Okay. Checking your sources. That's fair. That's fair. Something I always like to ask people, man, is <laughs> how did you get into libertarianism? How did you uh, really, like, what, what made you transform? Because, you know, it's not about, like, you know, you know, necessarily where your friends were and stuff, but what made you start thinking like a libertarian and seeing things from a different perspective? Where, and did you come from a different party first? I came from the Republican party. Okay. Same, same. I did too. So how did you make that transition philosophically, you know, with ideas and what you believed? When half of the party refused to help me, when I decided I wanted to run as Republican. I was deciding between Libertarian Party and Republican Party who to run as. Then I was like, okay, not as Republican. And I have more. The Libertarian Party leadership, they welcomed me in open arms. So I was like, okay. okay. I like them over there instead of these people. So it wasn't necessarily like a philosophical change. It was more about how the people treated you. Yeah. Okay. That's completely fair, man. You know, I think we as libertarians need to really take that information to heart because I think a lot of people um, are not driven by philosophy necessarily and aren't always trying to go about things in that kind of way in a more, you know, discussion oriented way. Um, some people are just looking for, you know, a family and a home and a place where they have support to, uh, you know, champion their beliefs and their ideas. Um, and I think that's a good lesson for all of us to be able to um, listen to people and try to understand them and see where they're coming from and treat them with respect and kindness, even if their um, their views aren't exactly the same as ours necessarily. Is that right. is that something that you believe in? Yeah. And with this campaign, it's based on small businesses and the people who need to have a voice. Sure. I was talking to a business owner the other day, and he says he's glad it's not all due respect to the viewers listening. He's glad it's not some old guy that's running like every year. I'm only yeah. 23. I'm not yeah. the typical 50 year old guy running for office. Yeah. It's a new, it's a new fresh set of eyes. You know, I mean, yes. I think that's really important. You know, I'm, I'm actually filing for, for candidacy tomorrow to run for the state labor commissioner, which is a really, really weird position where you're in charge of this, you know, state labor board and labor laws and doing all of that stuff, which to me sounds, I would not want to do that job. I don't even believe in labor laws. Um, mostly for a ballot access race, but um, I definitely can understand where you're coming from. I really can. So I see that side of things now. So what do you think uh, you'd like to see different from leadership in the Libertarian Party? Because before the show, you did kind of mention that some things could be better. Uh, and yeah. I, I won't go into naming names and telling, talking what you were talking about. But yeah, how could we as Libertarians um, do a better job at supporting candidates? 
you could volunteer for different campaigns for different libertarians. You could also reach out to people that don't think they belong in a party because you can have people in the Republican Party thinking, I don't belong here, people in the Democrats. Then you have unaffiliated independents. With that, you can bring them into the Libertarian Party and grow the party. You can have more funding that way for the party as well on national and state level. And you okay. you can get more libertarians elected into different states, different elected yeah. seats. Do you feel like maybe because you know I as like you know a libertarian who's who's worked within the party and also on campaigns a little bit, mm-hmm. you know do you do you see a lot of people who get burned out or can you kind of have an understanding of why a lot of people in, in the movement do get burned out? Yes, I do. I've seen so I've I've worked on different campaigns before too. I've got, I've helped people get elected. This is my first campaign run by myself. I've never ran a campaign before. Okay. So what would you say um, as a leader of a campaign now running one, how do you keep people engaged as best you can? How do you keep them from getting that burnout? Not work them to death. Keep them active. keep Keep them happy. Give them a reason why they should work on a campaign. Give them a reason why they should be involved with politics. What would that reason be to you if I was running a campaign and I wanted to say, Matt, I want to get you involved? What would it? What could I tell you that would tug at your heartstrings and make you want to stand up and do something about it? To give them a reason why, because right now the county's going in the wrong direction, and the lockdown didn't help anyone as well either. Hmm. Because small businesses suffered, people mentally suffered with a lot of different issues. Yeah. So this is one way you can break that. Yeah. Were you um, a libertarian before the lockdowns? It was touch and go. I was still in, on the fence of deciding to leave the party. The Republican mm. party. Oh, back then? Yes. Back then you were you were on the fence. Okay, understood. So did COVID, was COVID something that pushed you over the edge? Or did it have any influence? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Okay. The county did piss poor on COVID. The state did horrible. A lot of businesses had to close because of COVID. Yeah, it was terrible. A lot of people lost their incomes and livelihoods. And and you're right. You mentioned mental health. You know, that was a huge thing, too. A lot of suicides, a lot of drug overdoses, just higher drug use and alcoholism in general. Um, it's terrible. And, you know, it's funny because those are just a bunch of numbers and metrics, right, that we just kind of measure. But really, that just reveals an overall suffering that we all kind of had to go through together. And uh, really, it wasn't because of COVID necessarily. It was because of the response that government had to COVID. And that's a really important lesson to remember. Uh, I've, I have a question from the audience here. Tim Fosenbacher. I would say that's probably the German way to say it, but I'm not sure if that's how he says it. But uh, what is the role of government, Matt? What would you say the role of government is? It needs to be limited government and stay out of our business. That's what it should be. So in what, if you had to list the things that you would say, okay, I'm an anarchist, but if I had to, government could do these few things, what would you list? They should, what was it again? My mic went out. Oh, you're fine. If you if you had to choose a few things that government was to do, so you didn't get your anarchy wish and you compromised and you had to choose a few things that you were going to allow to still be under the government's rule, what things would you choose? What does that minimalist government look like to you? It's follow the budget, checks and balances, just look over all that. Just stay out of our business. Okay. But like would you would you what would you what would government do? Would they what services would they um provide? Or if any? 
that would really depend on what they're trying to do. Okay. What what would you try to do if you were if you were in charge? I wouldn't be forcing anyone to be in lockdowns and pay a whole bunch of taxes. Sure. But I agree, I do agree with Tim here. The role of government, if it has any any role at all, is to protect our rights. Um, and that's exactly the only reason that government does exist per the constitution. And that's the only reason it should ever exist. And when we crossed that line, which we did many, 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 many years ago, um, we should have stopped allowing it to exist. We're, we're far across that line to this day. Um, do, you, do you believe that? You think so, too? You think yes. that it's do you think that In the phase- federal government has a future or do you think that, um, you know, it's kind of time has run out. Its usefulness has expired. It expired. And Faison Baker is a good friend of mine too. Faison Baker, okay. Yep. What? Uh, I'm I'm curious how that's how he says his name. I think so. That's a cool name. Okay, interesting. So he'll probably cool. yell at me later. Well, heck yeah! Hey, you brought extra viewers to the show, man. We appreciate it. Yep. But um, that's what I told Bootleg I would do. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Well, we certainly appreciate it, man. Um. Let me think of what other questions I got. Do you have any plugs, any things that you want to talk about specifically while you're here and you have this platform and this enormous audience? There's one thing I do want to do when I'm on the council. I want to push forward a bill that will get rid of the county property tax, the property income tax, and payroll tax for the county. If the council approves it, it will have to go to the Harvard County delegation and go down to the state capital of Annapolis for them to vote on that then I can push forward and implement a flat tax fair and equal for everyone in the county. Huh. So you're, huh. Okay. So you're not many people are thinking like that, but that's a better way of life. Would you say, would you say what makes a property tax actually? Okay. Hmm. This is a lot of business. I talked to a lot of business owners who are paying thousands of dollars on property tax. I've talked to homeowners. They don't, so a flat tax, the difference would be that basically renters and property owners would all pay the same. It would be based on how many people there are, period, not based on right. how much property you own. So you're not punishing right. people necessarily no. for having lots of investments. That's that's a really – I kind of like that, man. I think that kind of encourages people to invest more into your community, and that sounds like a really beneficial thing for a, for a small place like Hartford County, Maryland. Um, interesting. Okay, so – that flat tax, so that would be a percentage, basically, based on people's yes. income, not a flat amount. But okay, I think that that's super interesting. I think I'm not a fan of taxation, period. Of course, neither am I. Neither am I. If you're trying to adjust it, yeah. But if you're if you're trying to pay your teachers a little more and adjust things from the other model, I think that that's probably a really intelligent way to do it. So, um, bravo, Godspeed, man. I hope that you get that done. I really do. What are your opponents like in uh, in Hartford County? One's an incumbent Republican who's bought and paid for by developers and contractors. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you, you can go to Harper County website, you can see the finance reports for all candidates and incumbents on the finance report they had to fill out every month. And you can okay. see their donors. You can see the contractors and developers all right there donated thousands of dollars. For I believe it. Man. And he's against, he raises taxes every year. During session, he's against term limits. He rejected Damn. that in the resolution. He seconded that. Sounds like a t- stereotypical. I believe in small government, but not really Republican. Sounds like he has no idea no, what fiscal conservatism really is or a responsibility. 
Interesting. I'm I'm not even the least bit surprised, man. Sadly. Neither am I. You know, I used to I used to be the legislative director for the OKLP for Oklahoma's party, and uh, really? part of, a lot of what I did was go through ethics reports on the state government website and find where those donations were. And there were a lot of times that there were these really obscure bills that would come through, and there was like, you know, why why does this exist? For instance, one of them that I always talk about was that there was a bill that was going to hold on. What was it? It was going to require um, it was going to increase the price of cigarette taxes and require all cigarettes to have this special tax stamp on it. Well, I looked in that and it was going after black market tobacco. That was the whole thing. Mm -hmm. They're claiming there was a black market tobacco industry. Like, yeah, freaking right. Nobody cares. Tobacco is like six bucks for a pound. Anyway, so I looked I looked into it and the guy who had wrote the law and, and pushed it, he probably didn't write it. But the guy who introduced it in the in the state house was somebody who was receiving all of these donations from all of these gas stations that were that were fixing the tax stamps to the cigarettes and basically making more money off of it. So follow the money, see where it goes. Usually that's going to be somebody's motivation. So good on you for already figuring that out this early in politics. You're going to do just fine. Yep. There's a there's also a friend of mine who said he didn't want to be involved with politics. So I kept harping on him. Then he I finally flipped him. He's actually one of my key different people i think you i think you broke out for just a second he's just one of your key would you repeat that uh-oh what am I did you hear that part no hold on for just a second man. okay say it now i think we've got you back go ahead try again okay i got a friend of mine who didn't want to be involved with the campaign or politics at all until i filed mm -hmm. and i got him to be a key researcher on the campaign he's looked into a, a lot of different things and he's found a lot of interesting things in this incumbent's his background and history and he's researched a lot of things on the county and what they've been doing there's also a bad business deal he did i'm still getting all the key information on that that cost the county and state thousands of dollars okay I'm waiting for him to give me a total amount of money on that. That was awesome. Well, good job to you and him. You know, they say, what is it? Yep. If you don't have to take an interest in politics, but politics will take an interest in you. So uh, good on him for good on you for getting him involved. Right. It sounds like he's an asset and uh, this movement needs all the assets we can afford just like yourself. Um, Matt, well, anything else you'd like to That's plug? Correct. I think our time's running short and I actually have a meeting I have to get to after this. So anything else you'd like to plug or talk about before we wrap up? Was you broke up there. Oh, I'm sorry. Just anything else you'd like to talk about before we wrap up? Um, all right, man. Well, thank you for being on the show. I'm going to cut you out since I think we lost you anyway. But uh, there you have it, guys. Matt Whitlock. He is running for county council in Hartford County, Maryland. And like he said, that was really interesting. Just remember this, that Matt joined the Libertarian Party, not because of necessarily his principles and beliefs at the time, um, although it seems like he's obviously come to Libertarian principles very well and understands them well. But uh, he joined it because people treated him right and gave him support as a candidate. So uh, remember that. Take that back to your affiliates and your parties and your local communities. Love you guys. Uh, sorry the show's a little short tonight, but I've got a meeting to go to and Bootleg couldn't be here. But we will see you next week on Not a Real Libertarian.
and bye-bye.